The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Going to talk a little bit about this Broncos team. And if this is it, if we have seen through two games what this team looks like in certain departments, certain phases, how does this bode for the Denver team moving forward? So an example, if this is it for Joe Flacco, if this is the ceiling of Joe Flacco that we've seen through two games, are we satisfied? Are we not satisfied? Are we um, moot on that? We will find out, and I say we because Tori Rees joins me, a contributor to MileHighSports.com, and of course, the Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android. Uh, Tori, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you for joining me. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Talented Tori. Thank you for having me on. Very good. Tori, let's get started here uh, with, of course, uh, well, let's get started with Joe Flacco because, of course, he is the quarterback. If this is it, if this is what we've seen from Joe Flacco as the Peak Joe Flacco, best you're going to get where, look, he's completing in the high 60s completion percentage. Somebody who's going to throw about 250 yards, maybe a touchdown or two here or there with an interception as well, too. If this is it, can Denver win with Joe Flacco long term? No, they can't. They can't make the playoffs because they need someone to elevate uh, the play of the receivers and the you know, skill positions that they have. And Joe Flacco is a guy who's not going to lose you games. I'll give you that. But he's also a guy that's not going to win you games either. And that's the main reason why he was outed uh, with the Ravens. And you see what Lamar Jackson is doing as electric as he is and what he's doing, elevating the, the, the play of guys around him and make, and they also have a solid defense to go along with that. And you see the problems with this Broncos defense. I don't know if that, that will happen uh, throughout the, the whole season, but uh, with the way that this team is gelling both offensively and defensively, you can't have your quarterback only put up a touchdown mm-hmm. in, you know, one touchdown in two games. You have to see what you have in your future moving forward because they're not going to win playoff games with this play of Joe Flacco. Well, and he's, he's done a, a, a an average job. Let's he, also remember, and, and I get it, it, in the end, you got to catch the football, but he does have a touchdown to Deshaun Hamilton that was not his fault. Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the interception certainly was a brutal one on the goal line against the Raiders, uh, but, I, but I, I, I tend to agree with you in the idea of, look, if this is the best of Joe Flacco, it's a tremendous upgrade from what they had, but here's the thing. If you're upgrading a rotten tomato to a mushy, soft tomato that's probably really not edible. It's still not a very good tomato, and you probably should be throwing it away. Yeah. So while, yes, it is better than what you've seen, the problem is is what you've seen in the past is just, it's bad. It's yeah. terrible. The Simeon Osweiler Lynch situation was just so dreadful, so I think the bar has been lowered on quarterback play, and so everybody is looking at Joe Flacco and thinking, oh, wow. This guy is a tremendous upgrade from absolutely terrible. It's the first drink of water we've seen in a desert in <laughs> the last 30 days. This is the greatest drink of water I've ever seen in my life. The problem is, is that, look, this is a guy who's probably not good enough. He's not going to outduel other 
big time franchise no. quarterbacks. No. And he is just good enough to put you in position to beat the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world and the Derek Carr's of the world. And yeah. a lot of people would consider those two kind of meh. You know, kind of in the NFL, <laughs> yeah. a lot of Mitchell Trubisky's numbers this year, by the way, should be noted, are in the lower 20s. So, um, and look, there's a lot of things that factor into a game, and I get it. And certainly, actually, Flacco is having a pretty decent year. If you put his numbers up to everybody else's, he is on the fringe top 10. So it should be noted. But that being said, this is also a guy that, look, it's great that he's completing 69% of his passes. Yeah, absolutely. It's another thing for them to be short dink and dunk, death by paper cuts, and not hitting the big play. He really hasn't pushed the ball downfield a ton. No, he hasn't. Uh, and so that's certainly something we are watching as well, too. It's the Broncos West Podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, and 100 Colorado craft beers. As Chef Andrea Varela just does a tremendous job with the fair over there at Tap 14. Be sure to go check it out, Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, Tap 14. Dot com. I had several listeners of the podcast ask me this question prior to our recording. So I had to, I'm going to throw this out to you. And it's a part of our, uh, if this is it, okay? okay? If this is it when it comes to the distribution of carries between Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, which very much has been 50-50, all right? Uh, it depends who you like better situationally, I understand. But in the whole scope of things, it's basically been 50-50 for the Denver Broncos and their rushing attack between Freeman and Lindsey. If this is it, if this is what we know the Broncos offense is going to look like running the game, are, do you like it? Do you like the split carries 50-50, or should it sway one way? I think it should sway one way with Royce Freeman being your workhorse or your first and second down back, and then having Philip Lindsay, having Philip Lindsay spell as far as being that third down back, or maybe if, if Royce Freeman is getting tired, you bring him in for a series or two, because Royce Freeman is a guy that can go in between the tackles. I know that Philip Lindsay has the ability to, but he's not his his build isn't for that. And that's how he got he he gets the injuries. And let's be honest, how how fantastic of a back that Philip Lindsay has been, and he's obviously exceeded expect expectations being an undrafted guy, a hometown kid. But he also de deals with injuries because of what kind of workload gets put on him. And, and Royce Freeman also has had his injury problems, but he has looked the better back but, uh, with these two games. And quite frankly, in preseason as well. No, absolutely. Uh, he, he's a guy that can break one for 50 yards as far as getting between the tackles and making, uh, you know, breaking some tackles. Yards after contact is something that Royce Freeman can do. So. I believe as far as in order for this offense to be as efficient as it possibly can, you need Royce Freeman to be your your one to two down back and then have Philip Lindsay be that change of pace because he has that electric speed. Well, and he has the he has the electric um touch the ball can go all the way. Exactly exactly. Electric you know, that that pucker up, here we go. Yes. This could be Going to the house, yeah, you know, it's it could be a house call, and and I think that's super valuable to, for Denver to have this this kind of tantum 
But um, I do agree with you in a sense where Royce Freeman should be getting more carries. Look, I said at the beginning of the season, he should be, he's, I, I made the bold prediction mm-hmm. that Royce Freeman will be the more important running back to the Denver Broncos this year. He averages 5.2 a carry right now where Philip Lindsay's at 3.3 and they've uh, basically split the carries 50, 50. Philip Lindsay has 24. Royce has 21. Royce is over a hundred yards. Philip Lindsay at 79 right now. I understand Philip Lindsay can run inside and then bounce it outside. And that's where I actually think where he is most effective is when you are looking to run inside and then you could throw counters in and all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to, uh, and and particularly when offense the offense starts to get on a roll, we've seen this before with Phil, with uh, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Royce just just absolutely moves the football between the twenties, and then for some reason Philip Lindsay then all of a sudden comes in and sometimes is moved to the to to a slot position where he can catch the football. And I get you want to get a little creative with that, but I've said this time and time again, and I say this on the podcast all the time. I don't understand why offensive coordinators get a little too cutesy in the red zone. They they get to the red zone and it's like they completely forget how to coach. It's like, you know what? Dance with the person you brought to the dance with. You got to the red zone from the 20s with Royce Freeman. Pound it in when he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Yeah. I just don't get it. Your offensive line is winning in the trenches. And look, and then they start to do this swing gate stuff and they they call fade routes. And I, I absolutely despise the fade route in the NFL. I just don't understand why... You just don't continue on. It's like, don't even think there's a red zone. Yeah. There's just a continuation of the field from the 25-yard line on and just run what works. Yeah. Run what works. To me, that's the way they should be handling it. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, as well as our friends at Pro Football Focus. Here's the thing, Tori. Uh, Pro Football Focus, they got a nice little deal. You go to pff.com. And use the promo code PFF25. That'll save 25% off your order. And here's what you do. You go check out their green line. You go check out the picks. They're over, under. They're confidence in many of these matchups. If you're a high-stakes better like me, you join the PFF Elite. A lot of great stuff over there with green line. Now, of course, if you're in fantasy, you can check out Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. And, of course, with PFF, they'll tell you who to fade, who you should be looking to pick up. You know, there's a lot of injuries in fantasy right now. I mean, I'm just going to tell you mine, even though nobody cares about my fantasy team. I have a lot of points in uh, Hill and Breeze and Shepard and Geist all on the injury report. So I'm using PFF to see uh, who I can pick up. Uh, I hope I got Mason Rudolph this morning. I'm really hoping I got him because if I didn't, we're in big trouble. So here the point is you use our friends over there at PFF. And the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off your order. A lot of great stuff over there with Pro Football Focus at PFF.com. All right, so this Broncos team, uh, they are, their inability to get to the quarterback is baffling to me, okay? If this is it, if this is the Broncos defense, they cannot rush the quarterback. If this is it, and we know through two games, they can't even hit the quarterback, nonetheless sack him. How many games does this team win? I would say four at max. Ooh. I know, I know. I know that that's 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 terrible, but that is the staple of what makes this team successful. As we just talked about with Joe Flacco, he's only giving you 250 yards in a touchdown or two touchdown. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's sure. not Dak Prescott, he's not... I mean, maybe you get it once in a while, yeah. but it'll come also with the bad games, too. It, it, You're not going to get the, the 
the franchise quarterback play that you like you think you yeah would. so if you're putting up 14 points and 16 points respectively in a game um you're gonna need your defense to stop uh the other team from scoring the ball which in turn uh happens with sacks and it happens with turnovers and both they have not done especially what their staple is with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, which is getting to the quarterback, and that's something they haven't done. So if they don't do it for an entire season, I know they're going to get a sack or two. But I'm saying if if their mantra is like, oh, we can't we can't get to the quarterback, they're not going to win a lot of football games because this identity of this team, especially getting a guy like Vic Fangio, a defensive herald as a defensive genius with the Chicago Bears and throughout his his NFL career as a defensive coordinator. That's his specialty with a good defense. I know you don't have the linebackers, but you're supposed to create turnovers. You're supposed to get to the quarterback with the talented pass rushers that you have. So if that if you're not doing that, you're not winning a lot of games because Joe Flacco's not shooting, uh, you know, getting into shootouts with quarterbacks. That's not sure. happening. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me, hey, okay, Aaron Rodgers versus Joe Flacco shootout, <laughs> I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You ask me, Philip Rivers versus uh, Joe Flacco. I'm going to take Aaron, uh, Philip Rivers. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins. I'm going to take uh, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, these are all quarterbacks that are coming down the pike. Yeah, you know, I don't even need to talk about Patrick Mahomes because obviously <laughs> he's just going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> and and those are all games that the Broncos have to play. So they have to have this defense improve. And, yeah, I, I, I do agree. They're going to be in the 5-6 win range. I think a little bit more than four. Uh, yeah, But they're going to be in the 5-6 win range, yeah. if not worse, if this defense can't get to the quarterback. It's just absolutely baffling. If they got to the quarterback against Derek uh, uh, Derek Carr and uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. I, I think they win both those games. Yeah, I really do. Um, particularly, obviously, the Trubisky game. In a situation that was basically tailor made for Denver's defense, served on a silver platter to you. Like the butler came over and <laughs> stuffed the napkin like all over you, so you didn't even have to do anything. It was served up to you perfectly, and you still couldn't execute. I think that's a big, big problem for this team that they need to correct immediately. I know everybody wants to talk about the offense, and I get it the inefficiencies, the red zone problems, they're just not scoring points altogether, period. You know, 16 and 14 is the two totals. I get it. But this is a Denver defense that just can't get to the quarterback, and it's baffling to me because that was supposed to be the given. Yeah, That was supposed to be the standard. And I understand Garrett Bowles ain't a good left tackle. Okay, yeah. I understand going into the season, their offensive line was pretty bad. It was not going to be great. Yeah. I understand Joe Flacco was never going to outduel Aaron Rodgers. I get that. You know that, that that's expected. I expected this team to at least get to the quarterback. They don't have to record a sack, or uh, they just have to have QB hits. That's the big number for me. QB hits because we've seen before you don't get to Tom Brady, but mm -hmm. you make him uncomfortable, and now all of a sudden he starts seeing ghosts. He can't step up into the pocket. He's a little inaccurate and the defense gets off the field, and Denver can't get off the field against Derek Carr and Mitchell Trubisky, and that's a problem. That, that is a problem. big, big problem. So it's a Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14 and our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. We got one big question on this Broncos team. We'll tell you that coming up next. 
So again, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast with our friends over there at Mile High Sports. Of course, MileHighSports.com. Tori Reese joining me. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Talented Tori. He's a contributor to MileHighSports.com. he got all kinds of written articles. And, of course, join me on the podcast every once in a while as well, too. You can find previous archives of the podcast at MileHighSports.com. All right, one last question here, a part of our if this is it for the Broncos team. Uh, if they were to uh, lose to the Packers. Yeah. Okay. Which look, they're a heavy underdog already. They're on the road. They start zero three. If they were to lose to the Packers, if this is the scenario, the the how it plays out, is their season over? Yes, hundred percent. Is their season over now? No, I wouldn't say it's over now because and I'm going to define it as over or or still alive as a playoff contender. Yes. Again, as the famous words. So you're telling me there's a chance. There is still time. Uh, the Saints, I'm not calling them the Saints, but the Saints went 0-2. Uh, the Panthers went 0-2 on their Super Bowl run. Cam uh, Newton, yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. I, I get it. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. is not those, mm. uh, those two. But I'm saying that there is these weird scenarios, again, when you are expected to win games and you lose them, but there are those scenarios when you're expected to lose the games, especially everyone thinks. They're going to lose to the Packers. When they come out and they beat the 2-0 Packers, then people are going to be looking at this team a little bit differently with uh, the Jaguars coming to, yeah, into town. Yeah, you get a home game against Gardner Minshew. Against like you should win that game, Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, so Now all of a sudden you're 2-2. Two two. You're 2-2. Two two. So if if you win this, their season isn't over yet at 0-2. You have 14 games of football to play, and, and the AFC is very, very top-heavy with all the injuries to the quarterbacks that are happening now with Big Ben going down, with with the Jets imploding, with the Dolphins tanking. No, and the Jags losing foals. And the Jags losing foals as well. So there, there's a lot, and there's a, still a lot of question marks around the Browns and Baker Mayfield, and the whole AFC South is still under question as to who's going to win that division. So with that being said, your season isn't over, but if you lose to the Packers, you can go to 0-3, and you look at the schedule coming up, and, and Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars is your only win in about six games that you're looking down the schedule, then, then yeah, that your season's over after that because yeah. you're not going to win a lot of football games uh, based on the play. And let's say they don't get to Aaron Rodgers again. It's like, okay, this is really what the identity of this team is, and it's, it's a bit disappointing. And it's tough because you lost because you were rusty against the Raiders. Uh, you lose. Look, uh, everybody wants to talk about the officiating, and they played a factor. But you beat yourselves against the Bears, and those were the two play. Those were the two games that I gave them because uh, I would say those are the two games they've got to win if they want to get to that mark. And I am eating crow. I have I have had it served up to me, and unlike the Broncos defense, I did take advantage and ate a little bit of crow on my morning show. This team's not a ten win team anymore, yeah. uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is, if you win those two games, two games that are very winnable, then all of a sudden your season looks so different. Yeah. And maybe you are a little bit more of a favorite to beat the, the Packers. It's Gardner Minshew and the Jags. Again, three weeks ago, we would have said, look, they lose to the Jags and they lose to the Colts. Now, all of a sudden, those are looking like wins. Yeah. I mean, does Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew really scare you? No. Not if you're this Broncos defense that should be playing well. Things have not gone that way, obviously, and that has become a problem. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. 
at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, where we're always providing all kinds of great stuff at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android. You can find Tori on MileHighSports.com as well, too, as a contributor. Uh, Tori on Twitter, at TalentedTori. A lot of great stuff up on the website that I uh, strongly er- encourage you to go check out. So that is it for the Broncos Blitz podcast. We are all done with our daily podcast. If you want to check out previous archives of the podcast, that's at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com as the Broncos get ready for the Green Bay Packers. Wednesday is kind of like a turn the page day, I feel mm-hmm. like, in the NFL. It's like, okay, well, we're done talking about what happened against the Bears. Now we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's pretty good. And the Green Bay defense that all of a sudden is pretty good, too. They're 2-0. and And, boy, they got to go to Lambeau. At least it's not snowing there. At least we don't think so. Yeah. Hopefully it's 90 and hot in uh, Green Bay because, man, uh, this Denver team, they don't they need any break that they can get <laughs> right now because at 2-0, and boy, they're just not catching any breaks, not only on the field uh, but off the field as well, too. So, a lot to discuss this week. Be sure to stay tuned to MileHighSports.com for all the great stuff. And, of course, catch that radio show every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So that's Mountain Standard Time, 7 a.m., where you can catch the radio show. And, of course, uh, we're always discussing Broncos on that uh, show and a lot of great stuff. We'll give away prizes, all kinds of fun stuff. So that's it for the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can find me at MileHighSports.com and on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. We appreciate you listening to another edition of the Mile High Sports Broncos Blitz podcast. You can find more info at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, all To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.